Hello, I'm Tim Rhodes, pastor of Bethel Baptist Church, and welcome to our morning worship service. Bethel Baptist Church is located on Kentucky Highway 36 in Frenchburg, Kentucky. You can find our website at www.bethelbaptistfrenchburg.com, and you can reach us at 606-768-3768 or 606-776-7360. If you'd like to write us, you'd like to know more about our church, you have questions, you'd even like to help and support, you can reach us at Post Office Box 141, Frenchburg, Kentucky, 40322. I trust you'll enjoy our service and perhaps be part of our ministry. But God bless you as we join our morning worship service. Amen. God bless you. Please turn with me to Philippians, as you'll see in, our, in, your, in your bulletin. The title of the sermon today is, The Hope of America is the Church. Now that might surprise you a bit, but really the only hope for America is the Church. Because we are the vehicle that God has used to do His ministry. And to spread his word. And to give his gospel. And so we are the hope of America. Let's read Philippians 2.15. It says that you may be blameless and harmless. The children of God without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Among whom you shine as lights in the world. As a matter of fact. Let's read verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Or that saying, do all things without grumbling and complaining that you may be blameless and harmless. The children of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Whether it's this generation or this Nation, it still points to what we need to do as the church. Father, we thank you for your word. It is true and it is powerful. And I pray that as we study together, your will would be done in our hearts and in our lives and in our church. And Father, we thank you for America and ask your blessings upon our great nation. But help us. To be the church. We pray in Jesus name. Amen. Now the Bible is saying that we the children of God. And that means we're the church. All of us who are saved. We're children of God. We've been born into his family. The Holy Spirit has given us the new birth. And so when we trust Christ as Savior. We become children of God. But we're also, the Holy Spirit has also baptized us into the church, into the body of Christ. So all the saved people of the world are part of the church. And so the church of America, uh, we need to be the children of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation or nation. Now, the word rebuke means a sharp 
disapproval, or criticism of someone because of their behavior or actions. So first, let's say we get criticized because we're Christians. That's unfair criticism. Everybody wants us to tolerate or accept or even validate what they believe, but people are against us as Christians because we speak the truth. Now, when people talk about inclusion, there is nothing more inclusive than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says that God loved, so loved the world that whosoever, He gave His Son, that whosoever believeth would not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says, whosoever will, let them come. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says that God would have all to be saved. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ has given His life, shed His blood for everyone. And so the Bible is inclusive. The gospel is inclusive. But the truth of the matter is, there's only one way to heaven. And so it is an exclusive gospel in that you can't be saved by some other faith or religion, or denomination, or prophet, or, or whatever. You can only be saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. You can't go to heaven except through me. The Bible says there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is one way. And yet as Christians, we're condemned sometimes only because we're Christians. But then there is the fair criticism where we do not represent the Lord Jesus Christ the way that we ought to. We're not always meeting His approval in the way we behave. And we're not always meeting our responsibility in, in the nation, in the culture, in the way that we should. And so, the hope of America is this. America needs Jesus... But Jesus is not here. He's in heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's praying for us. He's supplying for us. And yet the Bible says that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Now that verse tells us absolutely without any question that it's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the word Lord in all capital letters means Jehovah or Yahweh. And so we know Him as the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there can be no mistake that God blesses the nation whose God is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have a role since Jesus is not here. His ambassadors are here. We're here. We're the ambassadors of Christ. And so we are to represent the Lord Jesus. We are Him in our culture. We're His hands and feet, His words, His ministry, His compassion. We are Jesus. We're the ambassadors of Christ. And we're to be Him in our culture, in our nation. So America needs the church. 
Are we always what we ought to be? No, we'll look at that in a minute. But we are the hope of America. And rather than criticize us, they ought to listen to what we have to say. And so before we can fix our great nation, we must fix the church. So what are things that, that, that are going on in the church? And I'm, I'm not here certainly today to condemn the church. Like I say, we're the hope of America. But we have to be honest with ourselves about the things that are wrong in the church. As we've been studying on, on Sunday nights in Revelation, the church is headed toward the church of Laodicea when the Lord Jesus comes back. And He could come back any moment. We could be rescued at any moment. We could be raptured away to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the meantime, let's be honest about where we are in, in the church. Not this church, in the church. There is worldliness and compromise with the world. We want to keep one hand on the world and one hand on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that compromises us. It dilutes our message. It keeps us from being bold about the truth and about the sin that's in our nation. It's because we, we sort of like being with the world on some things. There is false doctrine in the church. The church is filled with things that aren't true. Things like the, the prosperity gospel. Things of the health and wealth gospel. Things that you can have your best life now. You can't have your best life now. Our best life will be in heaven. And so there is false doctrine and we validate it. Now, we tolerate because this is America. Because it's free We'll tolerate anybody believing whatever they want to believe. Whoever they want to believe in. Whomever they want to put their life and their soul in. What in the world ever they want to believe, great. If that's what they want to believe, this is a free nation. But I'm not going to validate it just because they believe it. If it's not the Lord Jesus Christ, I will not validate it. I'll respect their right to believe it. And people have died for their right to believe it. But I won't validate it because only God's Word and the Lord Jesus Christ can save us, can get us to heaven, can change us. The church is guilty of intimidation. We back away. Listen, Jesus said that the church... He said, upon this rock, the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And those are words of, of being on the offensive. We're not to back away. We're not to be defensive. We're, we're not to be intimidated. However loud people may be. However it may sound, however people may be against the church, we cannot allow ourselves to be intimidated. We're to always speak the truth, even with love. There is no saltiness among the church. In many places, the salt has lost its strength, has lost its saltiness. 
And Jesus, you know what He said in Matthew 5, that when the salt has lost its saltiness, it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot. He's speaking of us, that we're to be the salt of the earth. We're to be the preservative. We're to prevent decay. But if we're not doing that, he says, the salt is good for nothing. And then our light is hidden. Our light, the light of the gospel. Jesus said you're to be the light of the world. But the Bible says, if that light is hidden, it's hidden to them that are lost in 2 Corinthians 4, 3. The way you change America is not through the government. Hey, listen, we need to pray for our leaders. We really do. We need to pray for our leaders. I'm glad we have a godly judge in Menifee County, uh, Brother Rick. And I'm glad we have a godly mayor and Brother Eddie. I'm glad we have godly, godly leaders. Amen. And we need to pray across America for all of our leaders, from the president to senators and representatives and governors and local leaders. We need to pray for them because God has allowed them to be in that position. And so we're need, we, we need to pray for them. But government will not solve our issues. The Supreme Court will not solve our issues. Even this week, they had an issue, they had an opportunity to move forward on abortion. They, they had a chance to, to, to make it more difficult to have an abortion. And the Supreme Court, who was supposed to support all these things, failed America on their, on their decision. You can't, we cannot depend upon government we can't depend on the Supreme Court. We can't depend on other people to do our job. The only way to change America is by changing hearts, by changing lives. And the only thing that changes that is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the church needs. 2 Chronicles 7.14 Gives us some of these things. It says if my people. We're his people. We're his. We're his children. We're his church. Who are called by my name. Shall humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. Then. He's saying after my people. Get straightened out. After my people repent. After my people do these things. Then I'll hear and heal. And so we have to fix the church. Before we fix America. The church needs number one. Humility. The church needs humility. We need broken hearts. We need to see ourselves before holy God. We know that we need Him. We can't fix this without Him. We need to rely on the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God. The church needs humility. We need prayer. I mean, we need real prayer. 
Do you remember the prayer of Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter 1? I mean, that wasn't just a, a little prayer of God bless America. Man, that's a fervent prayer. That's a prayer for his nation, for his people. He said that the people aren't protected. The, the people can be devoured. The people can be destroyed. He, he repented and he prayed for himself and for the people. We need to pray. We need to pray. In Acts chapter 4. And I'll have this again, but when the church got together and they had all the persecution that was going on there at the early church, they didn't pray, Lord, take care of our enemies. They didn't say, Lord, uh, take this persecution away from us. They just said, Lord, give us boldness to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then they went out and turned the world upside down, not on their own, but with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we need humility. We need prayer. Listen, we have a cause. David, when he was facing Goliath, when he come up and everybody was intimidated, everybody was afraid. David said, is there not a cause we're, we're going to let these uh, anti-God people uh, intimidate us and, and chase us away. He said, there's a cause. We need to pray with a burden, with a cause. We need repentance. We need to be the church. We need to be a church that is without blame and without cause to criticize because we're living like Christ. We need to repent. We need to turn from the direction we're headed as the church. We need to take responsibility. We need to take responsibility. You know why our nation is in the shape it's in? Now let's be honest. You know why? Because we wanted other people to do our job rather than us do our job. And here's something about the church. And here's the way this thing works. Now listen carefully. We would rather spend a lot of time discussing the theology of whether people around the world who have not heard the gospel will be held accountable and will be saved or lost rather than take the responsibility to get the gospel to every single creature. That was our job, not to sit around and discuss the theology of it. Our job was to do what Jesus said. Give the gospel to every creature. And then you don't have to have the theological discussion. Do your job. That's what we need to do as Christians, as the church, is to accept the responsibility that God has given us as Christians in this nation. And then we need courage. We need courage. In Joshua chapter 1, have, I, have not I commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you, whithersoever thou goest. The Lord is with us in this battle, wherever we are. 
whatever the battle is, God is with us. And so the church simply needs to be the church. We're not another organization. We're, we're not a civic deal. We're the church. We're not a religious organization. We're the church. We're living. The church needs to be the church. By that we need to be Christ-like. We need to quit trying to be like everybody else and just be like the Lord Jesus. We need to quit acting like other people and just be like the Lord Jesus. Now, in, in the world's eyes, that will be weird. We're strange. That's what the Bible says. We will be. People will think we're nuts. But we're to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a clear command. That was our purpose from last week. Is Our purpose is to be like the Lord Jesus. And the church is to be like Jesus. Because we're His ambassadors. We speak for Him. We act for Him. We live for Him. We're out there representing the Lord Jesus. We're to be salt. We're to prevent decay. Our nation has and is decaying. It's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. We're to pre prevent decay. We're, we're salt. We're the preservative. We're the flavoring. We are to prevent decay. And the light. I saw the other day. that Jesus said, you're the light of the world. A quote the other day said that we should be, we should shine like stars in the sky. Stars in the sky. You know how on those brilliant nights when the stars just light up? That's who we should be. As the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, that, people, that, that people are drawn to us because of how we act. How we live. By our attitude. It's like the little verse in, in our text that says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings. I mean, if we grumble and complain like everybody else, what is it, what is it about our faith attracts people if we're no different? If we just grumble and complain and all of that, then what's different? We must be different out in our world. We're to be Christ-like. We're to be salt. We're to be the light and take the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to every person. We need to be bold. I mentioned the church. They were praying not for deliverance. They are praying for boldness. Peter, at the end of his chapter on spiritual warfare in Ephesians chapter 6, he says, and pray for me that I will have boldness. And then the church needs answers. The church needs to have answers. When you go out into the world, look, you need to have answers. What are the answers? When things happen, when people are nervous about the, the COVID uh, uh, virus, when people are nervous about what's going on in our nation, when people are scared about all of these things, well, what is the answer? We need to have answers. We need to be able to tell them about Jesus. We need to be telling them, look, He is our refuge and strength. He's our very present help in trouble. We need to be able to tell them whatever happens, it doesn't matter to us who are saved because we're going to heaven. We need to be able to tell them the worst thing 
that can happen to us is the best thing that can happen to us. We need to have the answers when people come. 1 Peter 3.15 Be ready always to give an answer for the hope for the hope that we have. We have as Christians a blessed hope. As Christians we have a certain hope. We have assurance. We know we're saved. We know we're going to heaven. We know all things are going to work together for good. And so we can serve Christ with confidence and boldness and faith and hope. And so the hope of America is the church. Now I want you to listen. Listen carefully. The hope of America is the church. You are the church. You. Each one of you who are saved, you are the church. And so you know what that means? You, me, all of us, we're the hope of the church, of America. We are the hope of America. If the church, and it is the hope of America, and you are the church, then you are the hope. Of America. You are the hope of America. Each one of us. So what will you do? What will you do? Well. We need to be Christ like. You need to be salt. Light. Bold. And you need to have answers. We need to be like Jesus going out into our culture. Changing a life, one life at a time. One life at a time. To each person, be the church. If you don't know Christ as Savior today, our prayer for you is that you would know Jesus Christ. Whether you're here in our service, or whether you're watching it or listening to it, you need to be saved. The only hope of salvation, the only rescue from our sins and the penalty of our sins is the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that people will tell you different things and I know it's, it's, it's politically correct and popular to validate anything that anybody believes. But the truth is, Jesus said, I am the only way. The Bible says He is the only name. And so, it's either believe them or believe God's Word. If you would, if, if you would, ask the, if you would believe the Lord Jesus died for you, and rose again. The Bible says if you'll believe that in your heart. And then confess it with your mouth. You'll be saved. If you'll ask him to forgive you and save you. He will save you. And church I pray today. Today. That we will step forward. That we will be bold and courageous. And just step up. And stand out and say. I am the church. I am the hope of America. And I'm going to do my part. I'm going to take my responsibility to be the church and to be the hope of America. God bless America. We love our nation. We love our nation. In spite of the issues may be going, we love our nation. If we really do love them, if we really do love her, we must pray. And we must be the church. 
Father, we thank you for America. Please help us to be the church. I pray, Father, you would guide us in strength, courage, boldness. Help us to take the gospel. Help us to be the light, be the salt. Help us to be Jesus in our culture. And Lord, help us to see our nation changed. One life, one heart, one person at a time. We pray for those who are watching, listening, or are here. There's anyone without Christ to Savior this very moment. They would ask Jesus to come into their hearts and lives, forgive them, and save them. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our program today, and I hope you were blessed by it. It is our uh, hope and our prayer that each week as you watch this program, you'll receive a blessing from God's Word. Our songs, our messages, they're about the Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps someone accepted Christ today as Savior. If you did, we want to rejoice with you. And I just ask you, please drop a note in the mail to Bethel Baptist Church, Post Office Box 141, Frenchburg, Kentucky. And let us know. And we'll send you some material and we'll rejoice with you. Perhaps you're thinking about being saved. You never trusted Christ as Savior. And He is your greatest need. And today I just urge you, uh, to admit that you're a sinner. You know, we all are. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But if you just acknowledge you're, you're a sinner and believe that Jesus Christ truly is the one and only Savior, the only way to heaven, if you'd ask Him to forgive you of your sins, to come into your life and save you, Jesus will forgive you. He will save you. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus is the Christ, that He died and rose again, He will save you. Our prayer is that you would know Christ as Savior. And if you are saved, it's our prayer that you would serve the Lord Jesus Christ faithfully. We're to accept Him as Savior, but we're to serve Him as Lord as you heard in the message. And so, thanks for watching the program. If you have questions, let us know. Uh, pray for us as we pray for you, and may God bless you.